This is the fun philosophy and it's kind of timely because there's a quote here from Charlie Munger, his friend Charlie Munger and mentor. The first rule of compounding is to never interrupt it unnecessarily. Hi everyone, JJ here with The Art of Value. Welcome. Well, today we're going to look at a new fund from Manish Pabrai, the Pabrai Wagons Fund, which he's offering to both retail and institutional investors. And we'll dig in to see what that's all about. I was interested to see that the fund has bought eBay as one of the stocks to begin with, along with quite a few others. We'll look at the stocks and we'll see the key principles of what the fund is all about. Let's get into it. Right away, we can see here on this homepage, the Papri Wagons Fund seeks to invest in a handful of high-quality compounding machines run by high-quality people around the globe. And that's exactly what I'd expect to see from Papri knowing what he said about his investing and how he's invested and what he's invested in. When we find them, we circle the wagons around the most exceptional of these bets. So that concept of circling the wagons that he's talked about recently is protecting the best investments, holding for a very long time, like circling the wagon train around these investments. Something else to note here is that it's available on Interactive Brokers and Vanguard. Now, I'm not recommending that you buy this mutual fund at all. I don't give investment advice, so I'd never recommend it. But I do have a link to Interactive Brokers there, as always, in the description if you want to check that out. Something else very important to note is the expense ratios down here. Retail net expense ratio is 1.49%. And for institutional, it's 1.24. So for retail, that 1.49% is pretty high. If you compare it to, say, an ETF, this is not an ETF. This is a mutual fund. So ETF market fund, if you wanted to just invest in the S&P 500 index, say, or the overall market, these expense ratios would be really low. But if they're not actively traded, not a fund manager. They're just tracking the market. So the, the idea for funds is to beat the market. You can just invest in an inexpensive market ETF, which Warren Buffett does recommend for most people. The fund will have to beat the market by whatever the market gets per year, and it's averaged 9 to 10% over a very long time. So that plus the expense ratio has to be beaten on a sustained basis. Now, I do think that Monish Pabrai is potentially one of the fund managers who could do that over a very long time. He follows Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, was a friend of Charlie Munger, has learned from them and has similar principles. So Warren Buffett has got 19% over the long term. Earlier on, he got much more than that when he was dealing with a lot less money. Of course, they're dealing with hundreds of billions of dollars these days, so it's very difficult to beat the market. We can see more on the about page about the fund. It says, we believe exceptional investment performance is usually the product of only a few great investments held for a very long time. The trick is not only to find the great investments, but also not to sell them, which of course is easier said than done. A lot of people, most people sell too early or sell too often, trade too often. It's actually very hard to hold investments over the long term, especially say when it goes down 50% and most stocks, as Charlie Munger pointed out, have gone down and Berkshire Hathaway has gone down more than 50%, I think three times. So even great companies like that that have performed over the long term can go down that much and people get scared and they sell out. So reminiscent of the defense maneuver of American pioneers in the 1800s, the fund will circle the wagons around its highest conviction holdings, which it believes will have the highest potential for investment returns. If the fund needs to sell securities to meet cash needs, it will generally avoid selling these high conviction securities first. And we'll see what those high conviction securities are, what they're putting up the top is the biggest allocation and which aren't. 
So it says here, the key principles of circle the wagons is do not cut the flowers and water the weeds. Hold on to the great businesses for dear life. That's circling the wagons. Do not pay fancy prices for great businesses, meaning don't pay up too much. And focus on the great businesses with great people and long runways. Wide moats, proven ability to reinvest capital at high rates without accounting gimmicks or much leverage. Similar investing principles to other great investors like Chuck Acre with the three-legged stool, which I've talked about in other videos, and of course Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. Now, if you're getting value out of this episode so far, please don't forget to hit that like button to help the algorithms to spread it to more people, whether you're watching on YouTube or on Rumble or on X or indeed on Patreon. So this is the presentation here. We can see usual disclosure statements there, including past performances, no guarantee of future results. And mutual fund investing involves risk, very important. Principal loss is possible. There's no guarantees about investing at all. We can see here in the overview, Pabri Wagons Fund launched in September 29, 2023. So pretty new with an initial net asset value of $10 per share. It's a little bit above that at the moment. And long only public equities, meaning that they just invest in public companies that are listed on stock markets and long only. They don't go short. They don't bet the stocks are going to go down. They're long going for those long-term compounders, as they said. Globally opportunistic, so not just in the US. And he does have investments in Turkey and elsewhere, India and in other funds that he has. Concentrated with a target of 15 to 25 businesses, which is not many compared to a lot of funds. Quite a few value investors are pretty focused, maybe having less than 15 or 10 even. Up to 25 is quite a lot, really. I would expect them not, probably not to have that many, but we'll see what happens over time. Now it seeks to invest in durable, growing businesses with robust reinvestment engines and an aligned high-integrity team that we would be comfortable owning for a very long time. Acquiring these businesses when they are being offered at meaningful discounts to their underlying intrinsic value. So really that classic Charlie Munger strategy is looking for great businesses and buying them at a discount, a fair price, not a wonderful price as Buffett used to do earlier on. He used to buy fair businesses at wonderful prices and Charlie Munger really convinced him over time to buy wonderful business. Better to buy wonderful businesses at fair prices, not but not too expensively. They do they would prefer to buy them way below intrinsic value, but quality great businesses don't really get cheap very often. So fair prices is okay, Charlie Munger said. And this is a bit about Manish Pabrai himself. It says as of September 30, 2023, Manish Pabrai manages approximately 900 million in assets under management in private partnership. Mutual fund, that's the Pabrai Wagons Fund here and separately managed account assets through Dando Funds and its affiliated advisor. So that name, Dando, the Dando Investor, was his book, really good book. If you haven't read that, I definitely recommend reading that book. Monish is an ardent disciple of Warren Buffett and closely follows his principles of value investing and capital allocation. So this is the fun philosophy, and it's kind of timely because there's a quote here from Charlie Munger, his friend Charlie Munger and mentor, the first rule of compounding is to never interrupt it unnecessarily, one of Charlie Munger's famous sayings. Our investment philosophy is rooted in the belief that exceptional investment performance is usually the product of only a few great investments held for a very long time. The trick is to not only find the great investments, 
but also not to sell them. Then he goes on to talk about that circle of wagons concept, which I've already mentioned. Now they give an example here, a case study, which is Berkshire Hathaway. In 58 years of Berkshire management, most of my capital allocation decisions have been no better than so-so, Warren Buffett said. Our satisfactory results have been the product of about a dozen truly good decisions that would be about one in every five years. So Monish has talked about this before in his other Circle of Wagon talks about how really even a great investors like Warren Buffett, it's just really a few great decisions over time have driven the majority of returns over time. Out of 300 decisions or so, only the 12 truly good ones, 4% even from somebody as great as Warren Buffett. He goes to talk about what good those good decisions are. And here are some of their long-term investments that did well, say Geico, Coca-Cola, American Express, and Seize Candies, which Buffett has talked about as one of his favorite investments. And Charlie Munger kind of convinced him to pay up a little bit for that. And it did so well over time because it's a great business. Apple, of course, more recently, which they bought really fairly cheaply, looking back on it now, BNSF, Mid-American Energy, National Indemnity Company, Gillette, The Washington Post, ABC Capital Cities, and another great decision was hiring Ajit Jain, who's the Vice Chairman of Insurance Operations. About Berkshire Hathaway's long-term bets, we believe what was more important to Berkshire than the decision to invest in these assets was the decision to remain invested in them over a long period of time. So holding on to those stocks, that's the, the main important lesson here. And that what this fund, he says this fund will do, remains to be seen if they will do that over time. And we'll have a look at what the, some of those investments are already to start off with that they say they're going to hold on for a long time. If you've been investing for a while, you will understand how difficult it is to hold on to those stocks. When the first sign of trouble, people often sell out and not hold on to them when through the ups and downs, the roller coaster of the stock market. And here we get to what the fund is invested in as of October 17th, 2023. And if they're going to hold for the long term, presumably these are what they're going to have for a long time. Some of these companies might not be particularly familiar to you because as we can see, some of them are in Turkey, some of them are in the US, one's in Canada. But the ones in Turkey probably aren't that familiar. If you've seen his talks, you will be more familiar. It is globally that he looks, but there are a few from the US here. And we can see that the top bets at 10%, we have Alpha Metallurgical Resources, which is a coal company. There are actually three coal companies in here. Console Energy, another coal company, and Arch Resources, another coal company. So three from Monish's talks recently, we've seen that he's looked into the coal industry. And this last one that I listened to, he said that coal is like a four-letter word. And a lot of these companies have been beaten down. Personally, I'm not interested in coal companies from the climate change perspective, which I know he dismisses. He doesn't care about that. I think he thinks that climate change isn't as big a deal as what people make out. But I do, so I'm not interested in coal from that reason. I just I cannot go there. Every investor's got a line they won't cross. That's one of my lines. TAV Airport Holdings, which is Turkey. I think they build airports. I haven't looked deeply into these. So the fifth one down there, Anadolu. I'm not going to pronounce the rest of it. That's too difficult in Turkey. And I believe that's a Coke bottler. It has beer and soft drinks as well and he's talked about how there are quite a few businesses around the world coke bottlers that do well and this is one that he's chosen based in turkey below that is brookfield corporate 3.4 percent so quite a quite a jump down there talked about brookfield before its ceo bruce flat who's basically a value investor he definitely has value investing principles as well microsoft everybody knows microsoft is 3.3 percent interesting that he's, he has talked about microsoft in the past how it got really expensive 
you know, in the dot-com bubble and took a long time, but he obviously likes Microsoft. KKR and Co, which I understand is an investment company, and Amazon and eBay rounding out. So those bottom five companies are around 3.3%, so lower conviction, but nevertheless interesting. And eBay, I was surprised to see eBay in there. So it'll be interesting to see how that does. And I understand from looking into it briefly is that they've been buying back a huge number of shares. Now, Manish Pabros talked about the Uber Cannibals, where companies eating their own shares over time. And it looks like eBay's been doing that in a big way recently. So I'd say that is the main interest there. And looking into the financials, they're not bad at all. Not necessarily growing fast or anything like that. It's one of those old dot-com companies going way back. I'd say that was part of the big interest when companies buy back their own shares in big quantities that can increase the share price over time. And I would say just a guess that that is a big part of the interest there. Now we'll look into some of these companies in a bit more depth in another video over at Stocks Today with JJ, that YouTube channel. I'll put a link in the description. I don't want this video to be too long, so there's not time to do that here. That's the channel where I go into more in depth, so go and check that out if you want to. So those are the companies that they're going out with to begin with. Estefan says they're planning to hold companies for a long time. Having said that, Manish Papri in recent talks has talked about the Swiss army knife approach to investing. So not only these long-term compounders, but sometimes shorter term. So these value plays, which are shorter term, that are, that are so beaten down and that are likely to go up in the short term. So while we're looking for these multi-baggers, these long-term compounders. It's okay to have the Swiss army knife approach to invest in different things, more traditional value play. So it wouldn't surprise me if these coal companies are, is that kind of bet, but I just don't know. Now I've started a Patreon to offer more value. You'll see on there over time, exclusive bonus content, ad-free versions of videos, and I won't forget if you're one of the early supporters over there. So I'll put a link in the description. Go and check that out and I'll see you over there. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to put a link here to what YouTube thinks that you should watch next. And everyone, thanks for watching or listening and I'll see you in the next one.